Hello, this is Supriti from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 27th of April. India registered over 323,000 new coronavirus cases in the last 24 hours, taking the total number of infections to over 1 crore 76 lakhs. While the single-day infection count is slightly less than yesterday's, India registered more than 3 lakh cases for the sixth day in a row. With 2,771 deaths, the toll went up to 1,97,894. WHO Director General Ted Ross said the coronavirus situation in India is beyond heartbreaking, while he praised several other countries for bringing down their transmission rates. Despite the rising cases and extended lockdown in Delhi, the center has declared the Central Vista project an essential service, according to government correspondence accessed by scroll.in. Work on the avenue redevelopment continues even as the rest of Delhi shuts down. The project aims to redevelop a 3.2 km stretch called the Central Vista that lies at the heart of Lutian's Delhi, built by the British in the 1930s. Meanwhile, the Tribune reported that Dr. Navjot Dhaiya, the National Vice President of the Indian Medical Association, yesterday called Prime Minister Narendra Modi a super-spreader of the coronavirus for holding political rallies in pole-bound states and allowing Kumbh Mela to take place amid the second wave of the pandemic. He said, and I quote, While the medical fraternity is trying hard to make people understand mandatory COVID-19 norms, Prime Minister Modi did not hesitate to address big political rallies, tossing all COVID-19 norms in the air. End quote. Delhi reported a further reduction in daily cases today, at a little over 20,000 cases. However, the Indian Express reported that testing in the capital has dipped significantly over the past week. While the week before April 21st, Delhi was testing around 64,000 people per day through RT-PCR tests, it has dipped to an average of around 45,000 per day since then. The less reliable rapid antigen tests make up the rest of Delhi's testing numbers, which have dropped from over a lakh per day to around 75,000. At the same time, Delhi's positivity rate is at an all-time high. Almost one in three people who are tested have COVID, and private labs and government facilities are inundated with calls for tests. PTI reported that after days of scrambling for oxygen, hospitals in Delhi say that they are comparatively in a better situation today. Dr. D.K. Baluja, medical director of Jaipur Golden Hospital, says the hospital has enough supply to last the day. He said, and I quote, We are in a very comfortable situation today. The daily requirement of oxygen is 3.6 metric tons, and we have about 6 tons available which will last for the entire day. End quote. Last week, at least 20 deaths took place at Jaipur Golden Hospital when the oxygen pressure dropped. In the High Court on Monday, the hospital blamed the Delhi government for the deaths and said it had caused disruption in the supply chain. Senior advocate Sachin Datta said on behalf of the hospital, and I quote, On April 23rd, I was supposed to get the supply at 5pm, but I did not get it. By midnight, I did not get anything. Nobody was returning my calls. Ultimately, the National Capital Territory itself, when there were enormous SOS calls, managed to arrange and divert something from Ames, but it was about 10 to 15 minutes late. 10 to 15 minutes cost 21 lives, 21 families. There is shortage and uncertainty, 
the deputy chief minister yesterday said that hospitals are unnecessarily issuing SOS. How many hours from that's happening should we wait? End quote. News Laundry's Akansha Kumar has been reporting on the shortage of oxygen at Delhi's hospitals and how it's affecting doctors and patients. In her latest video, she visited private hospitals in Rohini, who said they're struggling to keep COVID patients alive, even asking relatives of patients to arrange oxygen cylinders on their own. Watch Akansha's report on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Just Bring Us Oxygen. North Delhi Hospitals Plead for Help. Reports such as these require time and resources, for which we look to you for support. So, if you aren't a subscriber already, head over to our website and help fund our endeavor to bring you the stories that matter. Our lowest subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. Remember, when the public pays, the public is served. In Uttar Pradesh, the state with the second highest number of daily cases after Maharashtra at over 33,000 cases, Samajwadi Party President Akhilesh Yadav accused the state's BGP government of lying about there being no oxygen shortage in Uttar Pradesh. He said, and I quote, Never before has there been so much insult to the truth. End quote. In Gujarat, Scroll reported that several government and civic hospitals designated for COVID care were only admitting patients if they were brought in in a 108 ambulance. Those arriving by autos, private vehicles or other private ambulances were asked to leave and return in the state-run ambulance service to access triage and treatment. Scroll reported that Ahmedabad city currently has 120 ambulances under the centralized 108 ambulance service, which is receiving thousands of calls a day from desperate patients and their families. The service is inevitably forced to pick and choose among patients with severe symptoms of COVID-19, which means that some either have to wait for as many as 10 or 11 hours before they can get an ambulance or choose another mode of transport to get to a hospital. Coming down heavily on the Election Commission for not stopping political parties from violating COVID protocols during their election rallies for assembly polls in four states and a union territory over the last month, Yesterday, the Madras High Court said that murder charges should probably be imposed on the panel for being the only institution responsible for the situation that we are in today. The court observed, and I quote, You have been singularly lacking any kind of exercise of authority. You have not taken measures against political parties, holding rallies despite every order of this court, saying maintain COVID protocol, maintain COVID protocol, end quote. According to Johns Hopkins University, globally, COVID-19 has infected more than 147 million people and killed over 3.11 million since the pandemic broke out in December 2019. The European Union has launched legal action against the coronavirus vaccine manufacturer AstraZeneca. The European Commission, the EU's executive branch, said it was suing the company for not respecting its vaccine supply contract and for not having a reliable plan to ensure timely deliveries. AstraZeneca said the move was without merit and that it would strongly defend itself in court. The legal action marks an escalation in a long-running dispute between the two sides over the supply of coronavirus vaccines. Some in the bloc have claimed that AstraZeneca has shown preferential treatment to the UK, but the company has denied this. India yesterday took strong exception to an article published in The Australian, which attributed the devastating second wave of coronavirus in the country to the missteps and complacency of Prime Minister Narendra Modi. 
In a letter to the Australian's editor-in-chief, Christopher Doe, the Indian High Commission in Canberra called the article completely baseless, malicious and slanderous and urged the newspaper to publish a rejoinder. The statement read, and I quote, It appears that the report has been written only with the sole objective of undermining the universally acclaimed approach taken by the government of India to fight against the deadly global pandemic, end quote. Written by Philip Sherwell, the article in question was originally published in the Times on Saturday with the headline, Modi leads India out of lockdown and into a COVID apocalypse. It was reproduced in the Australian Daily a day later with the title, Modi leads India into a viral apocalypse. In the report, Sherwell pointed to hubris, nationalist politics, slow vaccine rollout, an ill-equipped health system and promotion of the economy over containment as some of the immediate factors behind the crisis in India. The High Commission statement said, and I quote, Coverage of such motivated and malicious reports in your publication only helps in spreading falsehoods and undermining humanity's common fight against the pandemic. Needless to add, it does no good to the reputation of your own publication. End quote. Yesterday, a Delhi court dismissed a review petition filed by the police challenging a metropolitan magistrate's order over registering an FIR in the Northeast Delhi riots case, saying that in several cases, it has noticed a complete lack of supervision of the investigations by senior police officers of the district. The judge observed, and I quote, I do not find any substance in the present petition filed by the state. The investigating agency has evidently been found to be on the wrong side of the law. This court has found in several cases of riots in the entire length and breadth of police stations in Northeast Delhi that there was a complete lack of supervision of the investigations by senior police officers of the district. End quote. The court further observed that in many cases, 25 complaints had been clubbed into a single FIR, having different dates of incidents, different complainants, different witnesses, and different sets of accused persons. The judge said, and I quote, The issue of clubbing and joining the investigation of different complaints into one FIR is basically to protect the accused, even if the offense is the same, end quote. Indian Express reported that India was the third largest military spender in the world in 2020, behind only the US and China. According to the latest military expenditure database published yesterday by the Stockholm International Peace Research Institute, which tracks military expenditure and arms trade globally, the US accounted for 39% of the money spent on the military globally, China accounted for 13%, and India accounted for 3.7% of the globe's share. All three countries saw their military spending go up compared to 2019, even during a pandemic year. While India's spending since 2019 grew by 2.1%, the increase for China was more moderate, at 1.9%. The US saw a 4.4% growth over its 2019 expenditure. According to a report by Human Rights Watch, Israel is committing the crimes of apartheid and persecution against Arabs in occupied territories and Israel itself. The report said Israel has a policy to maintain the domination by Jewish Israelis over Palestinians, including those who are its citizens. Israel's foreign ministry has rejected the report as preposterous and false. It accused Human Rights Watch of having a long-standing anti-Israeli agenda and carrying out an ongoing campaign with no connection to facts or reality on the ground. 
Israel's Arab minority comprised just over 20% of its population, while at least 2.5 million Palestinians live in the Israeli-occupied West Bank and 350,000 in Israeli-occupied East Jerusalem. About 1.9 million Palestinians live in the Gaza Strip, which the UN considers to also be occupied by Israel. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe and hold on during these difficult times. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.